it's fake. Get, are, are, you can just yeah, pour well, stuff through it. You can you can like ask any of your other friends. Be like, hey, you got a real tree? Cool. Well, I'm gonna try Who's something. St- who and does I'm, a real tree still? Fancy ass bitches. I don't know. Like, look at megalomillionaires. I bet you Elon Musk yeah, has yeah, a here, fucking let me real go, tree. Let me go talk with my megalomillionaire friends. Yeah, I know you got them. You you, you teacher, point them you, out to me. You teacher from the Midwest. You got a lot. Yeah, that of them. So many. You point out my. <laughs> So megalomillionaire friends to me, and then I'll say, "Yep, I've got them." Perfect. Okay, I'll I'll get a list ready for you. <laughs> yeah, those guys over there—they're your friends. Sure. All right. Sounds good. And then all of a sudden, Big G's like, hey, "I'll give it a shot." Go on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> with how the Twitter hellscape is going right now. You'll be able to make friends oh, yeah. with anybody you want. Making friends. All right, we ready to start this shit? Let's do it. 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 Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 163 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts, uh, Matt. There's Oh shit, that is not Danny. He nope. just won't go away. We'll, we'll cover it in a second here. Over there's Big G. Hey. And uh, so it's 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 decided. I guess it's official. Fucking Anthony has come in here, usurped Danny, and now we're looking for the next host to take over my position because that's the order of progression, right? That's right. Yeah, but then I think what happens is I take over for you and then someone takes my spot. We always have need to have like... The oldest person on the podcast is well, it's, it's the easy. Host. It just it's a shift. I'll just take your spot. You take his spot. You know. So so I will tell you, uh, CB nineteen eighty one. There, uh, Danny. He got a cocaine addiction because of Anthony here. <laughs> That's true. I started lacing his stuff with cocaine. Hardcore. And Danny was like, "I'm doing something addictive tonight instead of recording a podcast with you schmucks talking about magic." And it's like Putting Anthony the- is just sitting here, master hands, just like. I am going to become controller of this podcast. Right. The hot dog was in a bun. I don't know what to tell you. And uh, and Danny, yeah, he's uh, snorting that white cascading powder from the Himalayas. In, a, in the other Himalayas. words, he, he's playing billiards somewhere at a pool hall. Yeah. He got a call to do something cool that he likes doing. So, yeah. Yeah. He said, fuck each and every one of us. I'd rather be playing pool. <laughs> hey, you know what the bright side is? There's more room in here now. That is true. I was actually getting, uh, uh, Garrett was telling me last week of how to set the table up, and I was kind mm. of excited for that table setup. But I'm yeah, like, we're no, gonna, yeah, we'll we don't s- need to this week. Yeah, let's just keep I it the same we'll, as last week. We'll so, try next Monday. Uh, when, when Danny comes back next week, give him all of your comments and gripes in the live chat or on any of the social medias, and make sure, make sure, actually, if you're in the Discord, let him know, at him right now, and do the emoji. The emote that we have in there, the special emote just for Danny. I forget. How do we do the emotes again? You do colon Danny, and then it'll pop up. And then you click it. Beautiful. Colon Danny. And it's Danny Drink. I'm so proud of that. (laughs) I'm proud of you for that, too. (laughs) It's so good. Uh, I guess this is a quick plug before we even start the episode. Join the Discord. We got a lot of funny shit and stuff in there. So, uh. And we also do, you know, we do a lot of uh, spell tabling on the weekends. That seems to be coming a more regular thing for us and i'm really enjoying that 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure we'll cover that here in a hot Hell yeah, second. We will. So um we've gone over who each and every one of us are, how Anthony has now uh put Danny on a cocaine addiction. <laughs> and he's he's, I mean, he's, gonna, he's gonna be an on or off thing depending on how much uh Himalayan snow he has up How many times is we, on the weekend he's gotta run to Vegas and stuff to get stuff? I know. Fun fact. Maybe down south. He went to Vegas for a pool tournament at one point. Is this where this all started? This is the long con, Anthony? It, it was. It was. Yeah. It was. Okay. Yeah. We had, a, you know, had the foresight to make sure that happened. And you know what the great thing is? Danny will never listen to this, so he no. won't know. He'll never know. He'll never know. How are they going to know? Uh, thank you. We're overjoyed that you, you all decided to join us for this episode here. Let's begin our episode by thanking you. Yes, you, dear listener. Your choice to tune into this program directly changes the dynamic of this podcast from us speaking to the blind eternities to us speaking to an actual audience, hopefully an audience that enjoys the content that we're putting out, but an audience nonetheless. And it is truly humbling for us. So from the bottom of our hearts and our deck boxes, again, we truly thank you. Uh, And collections. Yeah, collections, uh, <laughs> sleeves, uh, I don't know, whatever you want. We thank you. The Rob's, that Rob's like, yarn basement. The yarn basement. The yarn basement room. <laughs> it is good for recording. And uh, Tanasa, man. Wide collection. That is a lot of fucking yarn. It's a lot of fucking yarn. Have you seen some of the shit that she's made? Uh-uh. Uh, right now, a uh, quick plug for D's Fish in Detroit Lakes. If you go over there and are into aquariuming. First off, check out uh, uh, the Aquarium Guys podcast. But also, then, if you're in the FM area or, I don't know, Minnesota, North Dakota area and want to head to Detroit Lakes, they got D's Fish there, which is not too far away from the mall, Washington Square Mall. And uh, That's right. you could pick up some fish. Quick story. Quick story. <laughs> Went there. Went We'd there. like to give a special thanks to our Patreons <laughs> of this podcast. These people support us as crazy motherfuckers to cover maintenance, production, and expenses of this week in MTG. We give a ginormous thank you to Wade97 Chapman, Amuse the Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, Third String Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier, Steve, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Chimera, Ernest D, and KCB. If you too want to be a crazy motherfucker and support us, check out our Patreon links below where you can get entered in one of two tiers for one of two giveaways at the $3 tier or the $10 tier. $3 tier gets you into a monthly drawing for a booster pack that pack that fits some kind of monthly theme that we figure out at the time. And the $10 tier puts you in a drawing for commander playable cards or cards that are valued from $25 to $20. 15 that's a two, sir. That is a two. <laughs> that is a two. What's going on here? But actually, from, fif- actually, from fifteen to twenty dollars in December, because I think it's we're it's, it's Christmas, it's holiday time. I think we're fine with like maybe upping it for twenty that. to twenty five. Maybe, maybe maybe we will up it because I think. But I'm, you'll just have to become a Patreon and find out if we do. That's true. Last week I did mention that I think we're going to do collector boosters yep. for all of uh, for all of December because you know I don't know. Uh, season of giving and thanks and we're just grateful that we have patrons that support us to this degree it's fucking ridiculous that's right but if you don't feel like being a crazy motherfucker and supporting us on patreon also check out our wonderful sponsor jw sports card and gaming speaking of let's hear an ad from them now JDub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in west acres mall in fargo is your one-stop shop for all your magic the gathering needs in the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. 
Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us and sponsoring our wonderful, awesome giveaways that sounds like some of our winners have even gotten some of their boxes now. Yes. Oh, sorry. With all this podcast <laughs> business out of the way, let's move to the episode breakdown with Matt, where he's going to highlight all the news we are planning to cover tonight. I was, I was unaware that you're going to be like doing it in that degree. Yes, we have a lot of news tonight, so we're trying to like streamline as much as we can, so that way when it comes to the points where we need to like tangent off, we can tangent off with enough time. So, breakdown. We're going no to We're going to go over to the Boggle Desk, and we're going to talk about a sugar and salt reports, and because we have a lot of news, we're not going to talk about any event results, but we're going to talk about some upcoming events, some big stuff like an arena open. DreamHack Atlanta, and local Paradox event happening. Straight from there, we're going to talk about some good stuff in the news, some good feels, feels goods, good feels. I like that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christian's been a Patreon too long. He knows. <laughs> Christian. Christian, I'm here. That's how it's going to get streamlined here. Don't, don't call me out like this, man. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. There's going to be new social media platform information that we're going to be talking about here. Oh. I'm excited to get you guys' take. Um, quick reminder for those that want, uh, there's going to be talk about uh, Magic 30 sales going on, a list update, and then we have the state of the game and a bunch of Magic Philadelphia news happening. Uh, the biggest Magic Con coming in 2023, and some other shit from there. And then we're going to go to the Contra Currency, and the Contra Currency, it's going to be a little bit of a twist this time. We're not necessarily yeah. going to be talking more about cards. We're going to be talking about actual hardcore money, and Big G is going to be taking this over because yeah. he is a proud shareholder. I am a shareholder, yeah. You're a shareholder. I've been increasing and been picking, my shares. And picking up more because of yeah. all this shit going on. So stick tuned for when we get to the Contra Currency section to talk about that. And then from there, y'all can go home. You can be done with us for a week until potentially, I guess, maybe later in this week if we do a, a, a thought cast, if that's going to be a thing tonight. Or Well, either we'll way, see. I suppose this is the point where do we tell, tell the wonderful fans? Like they know that you're happy news, but do they know it comes with a little bit of sad news? Do they know the happy? What's the happy news and sad news? Your wife, dude. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the podcast here. No, your wife. Okay, so I guess I guess before we jump into the breakdown, uh, yes, uh, dear listeners, I am expecting a child within the next uh, three three weeks. Three weeks. Due date is December sixth, but it's fast approaching. To those that don't know, I am a giant, and right now this baby is measuring at two weeks early. <laughs> Because of his giant stature. Because of his of my giant stature. And Maddie was like, yeah, whenever. <laughs> so we're going through a bunch of different midwives and stuff. Life talk here real quick. Make it super quick. Life talk. Uh, the midwives that we're going through. Start so the that, timer. So that way we can uh, get in, a, antiquated with all of them. Because we don't know who we're going to have. That yep. Who's going to be Sometimes on call. Sometimes they're on call. And stuff. So we're experiencing them all. Each one of them is like, oh, this baby's growing at two weeks 
uh, two weeks early. And he's like, yeah, I know what I was getting into when I married a giant. And then they're like, oh. And then I stand up and they're like, oh. Oh. <laughs> you, you are tall. And I'm like, Yeah, because yes. how tall are you again? 6'5". Yeah. 6'5". I'm a giant. This baby is going to be a giant. So um, quick recap. Whenever the baby is born, there will be roughly two weeks of where I will not be around and stuff. So, Carrot, it's your time to serve him. Oh, it's not too hard. I already have some of the setup done. Perfect. I don't. Ha- I don't have the nice camera for a live chat. Oh, that's okay. So. I got a camera now, so we're gonna be good. Oh, well. There, there we, we go. go. There we go. We're set. Pre- pretty soon, Matt is gonna be irrelevant, and then Danny is gone. Who's gonna be the third person that you're gonna get in here? I don't know. We can find somebody. We'll get somebody. Maybe Rob's will come back. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Rob's comes back in the lineup. <laughs> All right, but let's get to some event results. Oh, wait, that's right. We already said we're gonna not going to do event results because of Danu's. So just a quick sugar and salt report. Sugar, you know, for those of you who didn't do pre-orders and do some pre-release, I got to crack some packs. I've opened up some, a lot of fun stuff. Um, maybe I'll post it up on Discord. Well, I did post up all my Transformers. I counted them out. I have 13 of the 15. I have them all. Good for you. I don't want to talk about that, though. But I also got to play some spell table where where that goes into the salt part of the report. Uh, I got to play with Robs and Danny and Vera, and we had two pods going on for this week in MTG on Saturday night, so that was fucking awesome. I know. And Rob's playing all his monocolored decks, and I'm sitting here trying to be wholesome and sweet and play my blue deck that does red deck things for the first time. It didn't do shit. (laughs) I died, I died first. It happens. But uh, Rob's kept taking like taking care of my shit, man. It wasn't fun. And then he just rompful stomped us with a freaking big Omnath with trample. Sounds like something that Rob's would do. It was it was fucking cool. Uh, but anyway, so some upcoming events. Well, hold on, I got a quick okay. to cover the the second pod. Oh, I, was, I suppose I, you I, got I, the second pod. I was part of the second pod, and I educated. <laughs> I guess that's the best word to use. What did you do? I educated people of why uh, the number one rule of playing EDH with This Week in MTG, if Matt is in your group, kill Matt first. Oh, Oh, yes, because these folks didn't realize that it was foretold in the ancient scrolls of Fuck Blue, (laughs) written by the Oaks. Trying to discord that same crazy shit right there. Is that going to be a new channel? (laughs) Maybe. The 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 scrolls of Oak. The scrolls of, oh, my God. Oh, my God, there's the new name. There we go. In the chapter of Fuck Blue. <laughs> the Scrolls of Oak. All right. So so I was playing uh I was playing like Varina deck, my my Varina deck, and I <laughs> I got to a point where I was like pretty inconspicuous through the vast majority of the game, but then all of a sudden I got into a position where I got from like 10, 15 life up to 64 with Grey Merchant of Asphodel. And Gary. everyone was like, oh, you can do a lot of synergies and stuff with this deck that yeah. hit pretty hard. And um, yeah. I, I prefaced this at the beginning when I started the game. I'm like, Danny's rule that he started, rule number one, take out Matt first. <laughs> Always take out Matt first. Never show me mercy. And I understand the position that I'm in whenever I play games of EDH because of that. I'm fine with that. I like the challenge fucking come at me scrubs so uh i guess that's my sugar report there you go I taught, all right i taught people why rule number one is uh take out matt first yep as it is foretold in the scrolls of oak <laughs> all right so the first thing coming up for some upcoming events we've got the infamous 
Arena Open coming back, and it's going to be the Brothers War Mixed Limited. So this will be happening November 26th and the 27th. Uh, just because we've you know we've got a lot of news to cover, we've already talked about that. I'm just going to breeze over some of this stuff because a lot of it doesn't change from open to open. Day one, you can play as many times as you want. If that hasn't been said enough, you can play it as many times as you would like, but you only get one token for day two. So best of one, you need seven wins to earn your invitation. Day two, or for best of three, you need four wins to earn yours. And if, like I said, enter as many as you want or times as you want to get that coin. You will get some wonderful Brothers War card sleeves for your entry as part of your participation. Make sure to sign up and it's back, everybody. The event time starts November 26th at 6 a.m. specifically Pacific time. <laughs> and sign up ends on November 27th at 3 a.m. specifically Pacific time. There you go. The yep. great thing about this is because everything Wizards does time-wise, it's Pacific time. So this is just now kind of canon. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, and, nice. then, and then the event will end on November 26th at 6 a.m. specifically Pacific time. No new matches can begin after this time. Entry fee is that... 25k in gold or 5k in gems and that is for both styles of play and then there you go prize breakdown best of one 5,000 gems day two invitation six wins 2,500 five wins 1,000 zero to four wins you get nothing go go away go weep in a beer or something and then for the best of three four wins 6,000 gems day two invitation three wins 5,000 two wins 3,000 one win, you get 1,500, and zero wins. Go and cry in a beer or something. All so right. <laughs> and then day two, like I said, there is no entry fee because all you need is the token to get in. And entry fee for draft one is 6 a.m. to 6 or 8 a.m. specifically Pacific time. And the way this works is you go one loss with a 3-1 and record from draft one or two losses with an undefeated Oh, wait, sorry, I skipped a line. In draft two, players compete until they earn four wins or reach one loss with a record of three and one or two losses with an undefeated four and oh record from draft one. Interesting. Okay. Um, so there you go. You've got a draft one and a draft two, very similar to the last open. Um, and then the prize breakdown there with the best of three because all of day two draft one is best of three draft two invitation with double elimination rewins you get a draft two invitation with single elimination two wins you get 2500 gems one win 1500 zero wins you still get to walk away with 5000 gems on day two now draft two prizes because it draft two will start shortly after draft one ending at 6 p.m. specifically specific time. I switched those around that time. <laughs> um, again, it'll be best of three. And here you go. So four wins, you get $2,000 and qualifier weekend invitation. Three wins, 1000 plus that qualifier weekend invitation. Two wins, $500 qualification, uh, qualifier weekend invitation. There we go. I was trying to combine all the words into one. One win, you get... 15k in gems and zero wins on draft two you still walk away with 5k in gems so remember you can only play in one round of like one set of the draft two 
you need to be 18 or older. You need to make those necessary accounts. It's the same song and dance. If you're playing on Arena, you've at least made the Wizards account at least. So there you go. Now jumping into an in-person event, DreamHack, happening in Atlanta this weekend. So first off, we're going to cover some of the stuff that's going on. We've got some competitive stuff. So this will be last chance qualifiers for the RC. Saturday, there is a 130K regional championship invite only. And then there is also a 10K open with Brothers Ward sealed. There is on Sunday going to be regional championship day two and a 10K open for Pioneer. There will also be plenty of casual events, hourly tournaments, open play commander, four-person events, eight-person events day all day long. There's the prize wheel for the or the prize wall for the community. You've got the magic art alley, community focused vendors, influencers, and learn how to play with magic kids. Woo! Yeah. Guys are gonna be there. That'll be awesome. So if you do not have your tickets, make sure to get there quick rundown of that magic showdown for that uh, 130k payout first place if you're lucky enough and second place you get a world invite you also get a pro tour invite and an rc number two invite for those plus the cash prize first place getting 30k second place getting 15k and then there are cash prizes for all the way going down to 64th place and if you are lucky enough to top get into the top 48 you will also get a cash prize of some sort which is listed in the link below you will get an invite for the pro tour and rc number two there's also a wonderful event schedule that you can look at there is links for all the artists that are going to be there so if you know people that are going and you want to get some stuff signed please reach out to your friends that are going let them know And of course, it wouldn't be fun if we didn't get to shout out some of our friends and listeners. So good luck, Wade, Dylan, Slade, Noah, and Alex. Kick some ass, take some names, and remember to forget the bubblegum. We'll see how many people understand that reference. Fun fact, I've been talking with Noah, and we're going to be having a bonus episode when they come Hell yeah, good deal. We're going to talk about all of us afterwards about that and stuff. Beautiful. And... Um, this week again, bringing up Paradox RCQ, speaking of RCs and everything. Remember, this is December 3rd and 4th. Both events registration starts at 11, and the first round will start at approximately 12.15. Modern Swiss with cut, cuts to tops, $40 entry fee, where you get some, if you're lucky enough to place in the top eight, you'll get some self with spirit promos. First and second place will qualify for regionals in early 2023. And then all participants will get their one Throbin Inspector promo. Mm, yes. In addition to some Modern Horizons 2 set booster packs based off of attendance. Um, top eight will get a certain number of packs. All participants will get two. And ninth place will get four packs. You so, mean Garrett, right? I do mean me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that brings us to the end of the upcoming events. So we are going to head into the news because holy shit, have we got a lot for you tonight. Oh, we do. And let's start off with about the Extra Life stuff. So here's some positive news to start the news section. Uh, the Extra Life secret layer drop that had supported the Seattle's Children's Autism Center had raised $770,720. Wow. That's a lot of fucking money. That's man. a lot of money. Good on you guys who yeah, picked up those that's, secret layers. That's a lot. 
This guy picked one up. Don't worry. Fucking Anthony, thank you. Pat yourself on the back for helping us. Sure did it. <laughs> All right. This might all go to support program development, expansion, family support, training, and more. The article from pulse.seattlechildrens.org reported on this. The cards in the drop were Sliver Legion, Birds of Paradise, and Lathless Dragon Queen with art done by said age six. Did I say Sade? I, I was thinking Sade. Yep. Yep. Said. I just read it said because that's how it's spelled. I'm sorry. It spells. It spells said, but it's pronounced. Brain Sade, just I went think. off. Sorry. Sade, age six. Eli, age eight, and Muhammad, age four, respectively. Congratulations to Wizards of the Coast and Seattle's Children's Autism Center because you deserve it. Let's be honest. You deserve it. Indeed, they do. Okay. So this was the news that I was just telling you about at the beginning. We got live updates on this. So next up, in the same vein of good news, Magic Kids Education Nonprofit is now officially partnered with Wizards of the Coast. Woo! Oh, nice. Dude, this is exciting. Uh, When we did our interview with Kelly back in August- It was mentioned that that was something that was kind of in the works. I think we cut that out at the we end did. of the pod. We had to. We had to. Yep. We cut that out. So it was something that was mentioned there. So we were kind of like waiting and stuff for this all to happen. But now it's a fucking official. So nice, nice. in a tweet from the Magic Kids Twitter page, uh, it's where they announced this exciting news. We have uh, reached out for information or a comment to see of what all this entails. We haven't heard back, but we have heard back Yay. just at the start of recording. What did Kelly have to send us? So we will uh, – this is going to be a live a live read. I did not read this before. So uh, I sent an email saying, you know, congratulations for all this. Is there like a, a press release kind of a thing that you guys have for us to like read from? And so uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for reaching out. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. In, and luckily, Watsi has been great through the whole process since our initial meeting back in March. We're still waiting for Wizards to release their official partnership but it is coming. So uh, full details coming on the way is what it sounds like. And then I, I mentioned something else here at the end of that that email. And so I guess... When's well, Kelly coming? So so this is, I guess... So congratulations, Wizards uh, of the Coast and Magic Kids for making this partnership. And now this is kind of like something that we were talking with Kelly before when we were able to do an interview with him. And I re-mentioned in that email. So live reading. I don't even know what this says until I read it out loud. I would love to play in person and still want to come and uh, come and visit your neck of the woods. But what time are you thinking? Uh, I need to do some magic playing, karaoke, and comic book hunting. Hell yeah! Ooh, fun. So we're gonna take them all around the town, aren't we? We're gonna take them everywhere around town. Hell, when he gets up here, I'm ser- I'm taking a sick day. Taking a sick. I'll take, take. I'll take a sick day too. Well, no, I got the teachers. Got to hang out when we're not getting paid to be teachers. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, Magic Kids, congratulations. This is a big fucking deal. We're going to find out more information of what all this entails, but they're going to be at DreamHack Atlanta, as Garrett just mentioned earlier. Make sure to swing by. Say hi to Kelly. Say say the guys (laughs) from This Week in MTG say congratulations and see what he says in person. Yeah, dude. If that happens, like, that'd be cool. And if you're on our Discord, I will buy you a pack if you get a selfie with Kelly and put it on the Discord. I will double that. Hell I will yeah. put I will put a pack in this as well. If you go down to Atlanta, so we have a, f- a few people that are going. Yep. Maybe they'll listen. I know one person listens because uh, he comments he, on he us. comments he comments after the fact when we ask questions about uh, hardened scales and yep. blue Tron. Noah, you badass. <laughs> so so make sure to go get a picture with Kelly Noah and get your packs. Yeah, get your packs. Let's <laughs> Free go. Packs. All you got to do is take a picture with this guy. All right, I'm and, in too. And post it. So, oh, look at that. Three Atlanta? packs. 
Hmm? Are you going down to Atlanta? Are you tossing no, no. in a pack too? I'll toss in a pack. <laughs> and I'll oh, toss. Wait, what's oh. this? Danny doesn't have a choice. He's throwing in a pack too. <laughs> oh, that just came in. Perfect. Danny, give a pack. <laughs> Danny, give a pack. All right. Please. In a world where billionaires say they're going to buy a social media platform for a lot of money and fight for months because they changed their mind and don't want it because of claiming bots are rampant on the platform and then end up buying it because the statement was contractual and then start running it like an admin does. Web forms got started back in the day by threatening the platform a playground by turning on check marks, banning people who are satirical making accounts and saying that billionaires po- to post funny things and well this already is a really long sentence so i'll just jump right into the news part and inform you about it <laughs> all right so all social medias as we know them is a hellscape where people are all walks of life get to share their thoughts on anything and everything and be judged by a court of public opinion on those said thoughts so where are we going with this well, there is going to be a new social media platform specifically for specifically specific Magic the Gathering. Well, wait, we're in the Midwest. Do we not get to be on this because we're in the Midwest? Yeah. Damn it. Oh, wait, this just in. That was just a bit, so that way we can keep the specifically specific <laughs> thing going. Anyone can be on this. And it's going to be created by the much popular deck building website, Moxfield. So in a tweet that Moxfield Twitter account sent out on November 11th stated, quote, we've been working on something special for months and we're, we've been secretive about it, but with all of the things going on, we feel right. The right thing to do is just tell you what we're up to. Some of you have guessed, even jokingly, we're here to put the rumors to bed. Yes, we are, quotation marks, with a picture that looks a lot like a Moxfield social media site. And in the following tweet, you forgot the beginning. Oh, no, the beginning, beginning to never mind. Wilts, our secrets are flowing. Yes, they are a native or a native phone app. It will be. Will be also a native phone app. At this time, there is no launch date for the platform, but it is mentioned a while, a while away because of Moxfield getting worked on by only Harry and John, the two owners and creators of Moxfield. They'll have a link. We'll have a link posted in the show notes below, and we recommend following Moxfield on Twitter so that way you can keep up to date with the announcements as they make them. What am I taking from everybody? It says quick takes from the uh, the host after this one. Yeah, quick takes. What, what do you think of? A, <laughs> well, what am I taking from you? A magic specific social thoughts. media site. So, um, a quick a quick reminder of the current events going on in the world. Elon Musk has bought Twitter, and apparently, it is going downhill. Uh, oh God, that's an understatement. Well, it's a good thing I don't use Twitter that much. <laughs> I'm ahead of the game. So, so Moxfield coming out with a specifically for magic the gathering social media platform that will have a native mobile app. So I don't know, quick hot takes. I'm in. I mean, I like magic, so I like more magic stuff in my life. I'm in, but I also feel like, like how I get my content on social media. I think the algorithms figured out, you know, keep some of the bullshit away. Just give me the fun shit. I feel like it's going to be a fun thing. I'll join it no matter what, but it's one of those things where I don't know if it's needed. But it'll still be fun nonetheless, because who knows? Maybe they have ideas for how to make it work. 
within the Moxfield type of realm and social media type of realm that will actually be a benefit for the magic community. Uh, one thing that was definitely mentioned in a, a lot of people commented on this tweet and oh, Moxfield, uh, Harry and John, uh, whoever is running the social media account there, were very quick to reply back to a lot of questions and comments and concerns coming up with this. And they're talking about integrating other magic uh, websites as well. So it's not like just specifically moxfield kind of a thing where oh, it's like, like tie-in stuff yeah they're gonna have things for uh th- this might be stretching but the way that they made it sound is like they're gonna be incorporate they can I- involve not incorporating maybe involve uh architects and stuff like that in there as well but uh the mock image that they had for the social media site does resemble what like i don't know like insert generic platform uh, social media platform. holy shit myspace is coming back space oh my god if they get tom if they get tom i'm in on this shit myspace oh boy i'll only accept it if it's the same picture from myspace days harry john you heard this <laughs> also uh i guess a quick mention go go listen back to our interview that we did with him like a year and a half ago i think it was it was like yeah, it was shortly before i got on yep but yeah all right on to the next on to the next 14 days 14 days at the time of this recording until the gates open for collectors to Blitzkrieg the Wizards website to purchase the coveted 30th anniversary edition product. Then, then all hell is going to be raised around us as we see all the articles and videos of the whales or players lucky enough to get their hands on these limited boosters. Ready up and check your mindset for the weeks to come as the date closes in. I know Danny's not here, so I'm just going to do a big sigh for him right now. <laughs> there we go. He appreciates that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A quick refresher for those of you lucky enough to scrub this ink blot from your mind as quickly as you did, or if you are new to Magic 30 Edition, is a special commemorative non-tournament legal product that contains four 15-card booster packs with original beta. The contents of the packs will have 13 of the cards in a modern frame, one rare, three uncommon, seven commons, two basic lands, and a basic and retro frame, and one additional retro frame card plus a token. All these cards will have a special back to the card that indicate that they are not tournament legal. Again, not tournament legal. I think you've heard a lot of people call them proxies. Yeah, some people call them proxies. Or I call them cheapskates. <laughs> For this commemorative collector product, it will cost you only a measly $999. Third edition will go on sale Monday, November 28th at 9 a.m. Specifically Pacific time. Specifically Pacific time. Yeah. yeah. I've gotten really good at saying it. I know you have. <laughs> Over on the 30th edition.wizards.com site. Yeah. So, quick side thing. Give it to us. Have you guys seen the the Mox Pearl on eBay going for like three thousand dollars? That's I from have, this. I That's fucking have. nuts. I've been following that there. Like, why has has Parker been involved with this? He's upset. No. <laughs> he got, like he lost his Mar- Mox Pearl. To those that want to know the reference, go listen to our interview with Everything Sideways Par- uh, Parker Shaffle. Yeah, let's go. I, I just. Okay, like I said, it's really quick. I just 
why is that a thing even like these are proxies but it, it really is and we talked about this when they first got announced the they're collectors items and that's cool all nifty and dandy and shit but Jesus Christ, the price is too high for one single pack of that is two hundred and fifty bucks. I don't know, man. This is one of those things. This is meant for collectors. It is, and you're right. Yeah, I, and I, I, there there are going to be collectors that will pay the three grand for the Mox Pearl. But but can't you just buy like a regular one? It ain't the three of us. Really, really wanted it. I don't know what to do with it. I probably went and traded it. But Clearly. but no, and that's the thing. A lot of people have been commenting. Did you, by the way, did you see uh, what one of the members of like the J Dubs group posted today in Facebook? Yeah, here I'll no. pull it, I'll okay. pull it up. Okay, you pull it up. It relates to the the thirtieth edition. Okay. Okay, because of Wizards overprinting, ignoring old formats, and the thirtieth edition product, and this will give a little bit of a preview for. Conjured currency. <laughs> Dual lands have dropped in price by about 10%. The magic secondary market. Watsy. Yes, our plan is working. One week later. Because Wizards is overprinting and ignoring <laughs> old formats in the 30th anniversary packs product, Hasbro stock has dropped in price by about 10%. Literally the goddamn stock market. What? Also, Watsy, somehow. Wait, what? How is this possible? What is going and on? I sat, I I got a good chuckle out of it, but no, a lot of people like I've watched some people on TikTok and YouTube crack these packs open. And where, where are these getting? Where are they getting these packs? Before well, they, they got were they here. got them at the the Wizards thirtieth in Las Vegas. Yep. Yeah, and well, it's well, a little well, taste is what they got. Only those that had the Black Lotus VIP. Yep. Uh, edition ticket but then some yeah. because some people were selling them off to vendors vendors had them and sold them yes in turn oh, you know what business Whatever. business do what, what business got to do oh yeah same but it's one of those things like honestly if i ever got my hands on a pack of that i'm not fucking opening it. i'm selling it yeah you well, yeah. rather sit on it sell it a couple months later and be like yep done you know, because here's the thing a lot of people are saying why spend the one thousand dollars to get potentially non-tournament legal proxies of the original power nine when you could use that thousand dollars and get pieces of it that you need yeah like i could use that thousand dollars and finish off my duels so 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 my comment on this i've i've made it clear i'm perfectly fine with something like this when they've come uh, coming out with a magic 30th edition booster packs like it's meant for collectors and it's kind of falls in the rife or the the rough price range of what's collector uh the oh, geez, collector's edition yeah collector's editions and stuff were and it's like i don't know man it's for collectors i don't know why fucking normal magic players are getting their panties in a bunch about this it's like I, and I it doesn't fucking matter i think it just us. goes back to them the proxy idea I'll, well I'll, not even I'll that, that, the, but i'll give it to them where people are complaining that it's like oh the way that they announced this where it was like this before the countdown calendar or other magic 30th like yeah. this was the the thing that they brought they were riding on their 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 chariots with yeah. of like starting with collector or uh, Magic 30th Anniversary Edition and stuff. Well, and it's and like, yeah, that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But it's like, okay, let's move on from that. Well, and it's and a thing for fucking whales and collectors. Well, and it, here's it's the, not going to fucking affect here, us. Here's the real thing about it, too. We've talked about it, how 
wizard folks will, or magic folks will get in a tizzy about something until the next thing comes along and they will forget the original tizzy. True. If, if the most put hundred dollars in a fucking booster pack, yep, they would the, complain about how it was folded. The original. Now the new thing that people are complaining about is the next part of like the wizard's thirtieth celebration stuff. And that's the secret layers that they just completely dropped off. And oh hey, look, we'll, we've already kind of talked about it a little bit, or we will anyway. But it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it, it's, it's cool. It's something to complain about. Yeah. We move on to the next one, like exactly. usual. But there's, everyone, there's got to be some, like they always say, there's got to be an enemy somewhere. We're never stopping looking yeah. for it. And it's like, I don't know, wizards necessarily can't nece- can't help themselves sometimes <clears> for <throat> just painting themselves to be an enemy. And I do want to comment real quick on uh, Christian in the chat here saying that... Uh, the only use I see for these cards is if you have a vintage cube or want nice proxies. Otherwise, I have no idea. No, but but honestly, even if you want nice proxies in your vintage cube, go to fucking Wish or Etsy. Yeah. yeah. Hit, hit up any of the altars, yeah. alterers online, the artists and stuff. That are just like, because spend 300% you know, less on what you'd pay for this. Well, and then that there's I the other part, too. Sick. You get guaranteed you get what you want. Yeah. Whereas these, you don't get a guarantee of getting any of the Power 9. A lot of the packs I saw get opened, none of them got a Power 9 or any dual lands. So it's, tickets. yeah, it's just I mean, one what? of those things. No, they're not that at all. But shall we move on? Yeah. All right. So we're going to jump to an arena state of the game announcement. So over on the updated mothership, magics.wizards.com, the arena state of the game article went live. There is a lot of content to dig into here, so let's just jump right in. Starting off with the release of Brothers War on Tuesday the 15th. If you're listening to us now, that is tomorrow. If you're listening to the recorded version, it's probably already live. Yep. So there will be two bands involved with some of the 63 retro artifacts that have shown up in the Brothers War pack. The no first way. one getting banned in historic is Misha's Bobble due to the fact that it's a zero cost and it replaces itself. It's okay. Yeah. Quote, yeah. Quote from the article. Yeah. Strategies that make it more efficient and reoccurring to use Mishra's Bobble would strictly would be an ex- strictly an advantage, furthering collapsing the metagame. Strong words there. The next one will be Phyrexian Revoker getting banned in Historic Brawl due to the fact that it directly turns off the opposing commanders. Which yep. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, it was also mentioned that other cards could require some sub. Substantial action, um, also mentioning those other cards. So, mystical art, like the mystical archive cards from Strixhaven, like Memory Lapse and Brainstorm. They will wait to see what happens, though. So, you know, we'll probably have Danny complaining about it in three weeks. That's yeah, probably true. <laughs> or his exact words. Oh, fucking. Yeah, this is a terrible arena game. But know. here we go. <laughs> now, some surveil and landfall oracle changes that will go in effect yes. on Tuesday with the launch of Brothers War. Some quality of life changes got announced too. So the auto tap, the there will be an auto tap flexibility button showing you the different choices of mana combinations to get used when casting a spell. Then there is new representation of how it puts on top or bottom of the library effects for spells. Essentially, it will look like scrying going forward. The article also touches on the fact that the for the foreseeable future, tabletop pre-release will be happening before the digital release. Thank the good lords I know, that's at really Wizards nice. of the Coast. Because, honestly, the hard part is I don't get 
like with this quick side tangent, I don't get to play pre-releases all that much. It's kind of a, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. And I'd rather get to start the cards off right away and feel the cards, use the cards. You know, obviously you have the opportunity when the spoilers come out to kind of go, oh, if I got this one and this one and this one, it will work well together. Yep. But you don't know too much until you have the cards and you're playing them. So there we go. Yep. More enjoyment too out of it. Paper's yeah. better. So now before we jump into the beefier part of the State of the Game article, I'm going to breeze through some few news beats. So Explorer Anthology 2 is slated to release in December. There's no official date given. Shadows over Innistrad Remastered is still in the pipeline and is planned to be released in the first half of 2023. Brothers Alchemy cards will be dropping on Arena on December 13th. No spoilers mentioned at this time. And then now we move into the Wendy's portion of the article because it's got the beef. I think I, I think I typed that wrong. Is it Arby's that says they got the beef? Or it's Arby's. Yes. Arby's it. does. What did you put down? I put Wendy's. You I'm put like, Wendy's. I, I, so I here, took a shot in the so dark when I was typing ready? this up. Either you Wendy's ready? or Arby's. Ready? Ready? Okay, okay. Starting over. And now we move into the Arby's portion of the article because it's got the beef. Earlier in 2022, Watsi put on the weekly MTG stream talking about the arena economy and their vision of it. Whether it said to be obscured by visions of dollar bills or not, I'm not really here to say. Danny would say exactly what we all know, but it here we skewed. go. But the economy chat yielded the, create, the creation of wildcard bundles. These were packs that you could purchase for $50 to get guaranteed rare and mythic wildcards to the tune of two rares and, or sorry, 12 rares and four mythics. And after months of collecting the metrics of these packs, Watsi came out with an update of the wildcard packs and a breakdown of what it looks like. They will be splitting the bundles now and have a rare wildcard bundle and a mythic wildcard bundle. The rare costing $10 containing four rare wildcards and the mythic costing 20 and having four mythic wildcards. A quote from the article, these can be purchased up to 10 times each between the Brothers War and January 31st, 2023. So starting Tuesday, the November 15th and January 31st, 2023, yep. you can buy these packs up to 10 times. Now, the final big announcement with this state of the game article introduced or was the introduction of gold packs. These are a new pack with six cards that are all rare or mythic from standard legal sets that have duplication protection. Again, another quote from the article, so that way we're not skewing any of the information that Watsi wishes to get across with this addition to the arena economy. Economy. At least one card will be mythic rare and each other card has an independent chance of being mythic rare approximately one in eight times. At least two cards will be from the latest standard legal set. Gold packs will not have cards replaced with wild cards and do not affect the odds of packs opened later containing wild cards. However, opening gold packs does advance your wild card tracks. If you would receive a card that you have four copies of, all cards of that rarity from the legal standard set, you will instead receive a card from another standard legal set. Only when you have four copies of all of the rarities in each set in standard will the cards be replaced with gems. In other words, we've got all the sets that are standard legal. If you've got all of the cards and you collect all of the cards on Arena, 
then at the point when you buy these gold packs, then you get gems when you open the packs. There you go. The yeah. the simplistic version of it. Yes. Now, so some conjoin news with the golden packs, and that is the golden pack progress meter. With each Brothers War store pack, including mythic packs, will advance your meter by one. When the meter gets to 10, you'll receive a gold pack and the meter resets. Now, that is a goddamn lot of news involving Arena. So, I am going to actually not yield my time for a quick bits of news. We're going to go back to Matt. Yep, back to Matt. Back to Matt. So, yeah, all this Arena news, it was a lot. Jesus Christ. I I now see why you're going to have Danny read it. Yeah, this was originally made for Danny when I was typing it, but that motherfucker, he wanted to play pool instead. Anyway. Moving on. The list. The list! Is a special slot in set boosters where one of 300 different cards were selected to fit in with the set's theme and mechanics to get reprinted. With a pull rate of about 25%, these cards reach back into Magic's deep card pool so some old cards that need reprints can make it to the market and hopefully reduce the cost of said cards. The list got updated with the Brothers War and I'm just going to mention a few of the notable cards that will be getting added to the list. I only say this because when I first when they first talked about the list, I just want to say it. You said when, it wrong. The list. Thank you. The list. When they when they first brought up the list, um, their oh God, what was uh, Zendikar, Zendikar, where Mark Tabin was talking about it. Like yeah. every time he was saying the list, he did the list, and I can't help but just think of that every time I, feel I like hear he was very the enthused. list. I know, right? So I Not apologize. <laughs> so. Uh, a few of the noble cards that are going to be get, getting added to the list and getting removed from the list. So, getting added are Force of Vigor, Priest of Titania, Smokestack, Urza's Saga. That is beautiful. And uh, Citadel Hierophants. This is the one that makes everything into a Mandadork. Uh, yeah. As a quick reminder, I think we talked Green. about it on the. Yeah, I had to talk about this card because. Yeah, it was a month ago now. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I think it was the first episode that you jumped in here. Yes. And I couldn't pronounce the word so I'm like, what? I mean, it's a hard word. So those are the cards that are getting added to the list. Now, some of the cards getting removed from the. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. The list. Just. Ah. Uh, ugh. I can't help myself. Every time we I- got Casey saying all these cards sound unplayable. Are you telling me Force of Vigor, Smokestack, and Urza, Urza Saga? Saga? Come on, man. Casey. Okay. Casey. Well, I mean, Smokestack's not technically legal for modern, but... <laughs> but but it's in Commander. Commander. It's, it's a cool... No, it's, it's a, a cool card. It's important. Yeah. It's important. Casey, I know you that you're very into uh, competitive play. Pioneer, modern, and stuff. How often do you play Commander? Serious question. Reply back at your leisure, and I'll fucking... <laughs> Stop what I'm doing. Maybe we, maybe on a side note, we need to get him in on a playing of some commander sometime with us all. We do. We've been. What do you uh, mean us all? Like yeah, you were here. Us? What you do you mean, mean us all? You were here last weekend, fucking playing commander on on spell table. There's two pods. You I son of a bitch. I told you I had to get my camera and my arm bar still. It <laughs> comes tomorrow, okay? Tomorrow excuses. You can. Amazon is mm. being slow. I guess mm. the storm affected them somehow. Mm. Anyway. Your millennial is showing. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. We're all millennials here, you dumbass. <laughs> Your millennial is showing. So some- Sorry, let me pull my pants up quick. Some- my bad. 
<laughs> some of the cars getting removed from <laughs> Do you want me to read these for you? You're laughing too hard? <laughs> removed from the list are Blood Moon, <laughs> Trolf's Messenger, Noxious Revival, Sakashima Student, and Unwinding Clock. A little more uh, commander-orientated cards there. And so for you, KC, if you're listening still, these are commander. <laughs> Except for Blood Moon. That's actually modern. And Trolls Messenger. That's kind of like put in the Yogg-Moth yeah. Like it's, it's both. It's, it's Yogg's for modern, and it's still very used in a lot of, of the other stuff. Anyway, whatever. Sorry. Okay, no again, tangents. No tangents. Sorry. Again, these are only a few of the additions and subtractions to the list. So... <laughs> I can't help it. I know. So make sure to check out the full list of the cards from the link down below in the show notes. The list. The list. Okay. And back to you again, Matt. Yeah, back to me again. So today was a long day for me, so I wasn't able to fully t- uh, finish typing up this next bit of news here involving last week's weekly MTG article. So God Damn, we have a lot of news for this episode, so you better subscribe and follow us on all the social medias, even the new Moxfield one when that launches. But getting back on topic, last week's weekly MTG stream with Blake Rasmussen covered some updates involving next year's Pro Tour season, where some magic cons will be getting held. Joined by William Huey Jensen, uh, Channel Fireball pro player, who's now hired on to... uh, Wizards of the Coast. Yep. Uh, fun fact. Little fun fact. Uh, Huey, one of my favorite all-time players to have watched uh, when he was streaming and playing. Like uh, him and Reed Duke. Are probably oh yeah. Like oh. the 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 Lotus Trio or whatever it is that they had before. Yeah. So fucking fun. fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Uh, they give dates and a few details on the first Magicon in 2023. Magicon Philadelphia. Going down February 17th through the 19th, 2023, Magicon Philly will be located at the Pennsylvania Convention Center, which is over twice the size of the venue that was used for Magic 30 in Las Vegas. Some of the events currently scheduled to be part of this convention are going to be returning Game Nights Live, a favorite from Magic 30 Las Vegas, story and design panels. The cosplay contest is returning. A secret lair showdown, more on that here in a hot second, two open events that will qualify directly to the second Pro Tour, a Black Lotus VIP event featuring Dominaria Remastered, and The Unknown, which is a special event that we don't have any other details about other than it will be hosted by Gavin Verhey, and it is not is not unset related with a name like uh unknown some might think it's unset yeah, related un- but it's not though. but it is confirmed from the stream last week that it is not unset related uh no details at the moment more details of magic uh magicon philadelphia will be coming later uh with links and stuff but uh as i mentioned the secret layer showdown I'm reading an article from Star City Games that kind of like recapped it very nicely here. The showdown will happen only at Magicon stops and will award the following unique non-foil cards. Sorry, I'm reading Casey's comment. I know. Force of Rigor reads blah, 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 destroy up to two artifacts and or enchantments. Dude, have you played a game of modern? (laughs) Yes, you have because I've seen you. I think he's just trolling us. For I fun. think he is. <laughs> anyway, artifacts. On anyway, do nothing. continue, Matt. Fatal push. 
is one of the non-foil uh, non unique cards that will be given to players. Uh, each player who participates in the cool. Secret Lair Showdown will receive this Fatal Push. And the art is done by Ryan Quickfall. Hey, that's just kind of like quickly falling. But um, this art looks so fucking good. I like that art a lot. I like the coloration a lot. It is. And d- doesn't that kind of give you like some like it, it triggers some memories of like Goosebumps esque kind of I mean, skeletons and stuff? Yeah, that you would I don't see? know. I was kind of thinking more like it's really bringing back like an eighties theme from like a lot of metal bands. Oh, I was gonna say like next thing that I think of was the metalcore bands from like Warp Tour era. That too. That too. <laughs> the greens, the purples. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Can, I see that more now. Yeah. So um, those that participate. Get one of these fatal pushes. Highly recommend that you check out the link down below so you can see what this art looks like because it's really fucking cool. Then those that make it into the top 16 will get a non-foil Regavan Nimble Pilfer with art done by Nikarit. Yep, we're going to go with that. Neocree. With Neocree. Get yourself some Neocree. And then the, res- uh, the winner's of these secret lair events, which uh, are going to be, God, what was the the terminology that they used? Um, it's not seated. It is like there's going to be four groups of like sixty four that play, and whatever the name it is for that gets reduced down to you know their top sixteen, then top eight. So essentially, there's only going to be four of these next cards for the winner of each of these pods is going to be a brainstorm with art done by justin and alexis hernandez and it's good old urza baby urza and it looks like you know the brain is like doing its thing and stuff there it i would love really good. i would love to have this as a full art piece somewhere there's only gonna be four and i guarantee you it's gonna be expensive as fuck. i mean that's fine i could just take this as an art piece put on my wall though too yes that is a sick art piece it is my all boy. these I love <laughs> that rag of what does that rag of on remind you of? Like, there's a, a cartoon oh, it, character that reminds no, me it, of. This Ooh. makes me think of Super Jail. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't a not little make bit. you think of Super Jail? There's something else it reminds me of. Oh, like any video game in the early 90s? No, 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 no. The the way they have them on the picture reminds me of uh like what um uh a poo from Aladdin. Oh yeah. Like uh, it kind of reminds me of like a poo. <laughs> He's sitting like it's like what are you up to now? I. Yeah, no, no. I, 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 but yes, I, I love it. It's they're all good. So yeah, attending these secret lair showdowns at Magicons coming up, and these are the only cards mentioned for Magicon Philly that are coming. Uh, currently, we don't know if there's going to be different Magic card, uh, secret lair art style Magic card secret lair showdowns shown for yeah. upcoming events. Which, which. Speaking of upcoming events, hey. after MagicCon Philadelphia, there's going to be MagicCon Minneapolis. So you know the shitty part about this is don't don't you dare. I am don't t- be a teacher. No, no, it has nothing to do with teaching. Oh, okay. That is the date of a yearly thing I go to. Mm, no, boy state. It's right. a it's my boy state God spring meeting. Damn it. Garrett! It's which, okay. Of which, honestly, though, this I'll year, be there. this year, because that's going to be the closest one to us in a long time. <laughs> You're going to give them the middle finger? 
And not the middle finger, just the a thumbs down. Just a just hey, give a pass. Hey guys, I'll I'll send my report via text. <laughs> Let me know if I you need, need anything. Yes, I'm you, go, I'm doing something with the podcast this week. And more importantly, you need to go to one of these. They're so cool. So so this the MagicCon Minneapolis is going to be May fifth through the seventh, twenty twenty three. No other details for these upcoming uh, Magic Cons are have been announced. There get more information will be coming sooner but the fact is i think right now all of us since there's enough time between now and then we can talk to our bosses and ask we, them if we can go yeah we can be like nah we're, we're not we're not coming to work this day figure it out on no your no own. not not those bosses our home bosses oh yes our home bosses. Since, Let our home since bosses. all of us will have little like, kids. Like I said, this is a weekend I would typically be gone anyway. So I think me just saying, <laughs> hey, I'm going to be gone for this instead of this, she'll just roll her eyes at me and go, are you fucking kidding? I'm pretty sure I can get away with going to this too, just for some fact. Be like, listen, I don't go anywhere ever really. So just this uh, one time. So MagicCon Minneapolis 2023, you will be seeing the schmucks <clears throat> of this weekend MTG there. Maybe not Danny though. Or is he going to go, actually? We're going to fucking kidnap him. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get all the way to this point of like actually going there <laughs> and doing this. And like the week before, is going to be, uh, I just don't want to. Well, good news is we're going to each kick his shin. Yeah. And, and, fucking kidnap and then beg him. him and take him in the van. Let's yes. go. Yeah. Fucking Anthony knows. He's good. He'll, you'll, uh, you'll seduce him with some cocaine again. Not seduce. Uh, subdue. No, just not so even subdue. Gonna, it's just going to be shoved right in his face. You can pow. Cocaina. Cocaina. So there's also going to be magic cons happening in Europe. As of now, there is no date announced, but there is a magic con Europe happening between May 7th and September 22nd. Uh, they're still working out details. Stick with this weekend MTG, and we will gladly tell you when that happens. Christian. Christian. He went to bed. Or he left to go do other stuff. He messaged in the Discord. Okay. Yeah. Well, Christian, if you're listening to this after the fact, uh, I've asked my wife <laughs> if I could go to Europe. And she's like, no. I don't think so. But I will fucking petition to try and make it a thing because, boy, howdy, I'd like to go to Europe. That'd be kind of fun. September 22nd through the 24th is going to be MagicCon Las Vegas and the Magic World Championship 26. Nine? Oh, jeez. Uh, 29. Yeah, it's 29. Fucking Roman numerals, man. Well, you should have asked Gary. He knows everything about those. Not you normal know, numbers, Roman you know, numerals. You know about nines. Well, more so about Roman numerals because, you know, I can't skip eight there. Yeah. So, so, so is that 29? Or I can't skip seven. Yeah, it's 29. Okay, it's 29. It's 10, 10, plus 1 before 10. Yep. There we go. That's what I'm here for. A uh, quick, quick uh, follow back with the Secret Layer stuff. Going on at MagicCon Philadelphia, they're returning Festival in a Box. And those are actually going on sale next week. Festival in the Box. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, uh, December 1st. December 1st is when tickets for Festival in the Box go on sale along with tickets to MagicCon Philadelphia. And in there, you get like a bunch of the typical stuff that you get in there. Deck boxes, sleeves, some bonus cards that they haven't announced yet. But they have the secret layer announced that will be in there and that will also be at MagicCon Philadelphia. That is called Look at the Kitties. They're adorable. 
They are adorable, but I don't want them. The cards are Descendant's Path, Felidar Sovereign, Lord Windgrace, and the most aggressive card ever, Violent Outburst. <laughs> I hope that thing gets goddamn banned. <laughs> Listen, mean, we're waiting for a lot of bans. It's 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 hard to say right now because like if they're printing it in a secret lair, it only gets played in modern. You don't see it in legacy. That doesn't or matter. Even in commoder, or that commander. doesn't matter. Like what 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 would be the chances that they would ban something like violent outbursts because of the cascade decks? Because it doesn't only go into like rhinos, pretty easy. It doesn't it in... cost that much money. Fair. It's not like a super expensive card. Fair. I'll give you that. So there, that is the secret layer. Look at the kitties. Those are the four cards that are going to be in there. We don't know the secret bonus, the bonus card that would be coming. That has something with cat. Potentially. What if it has something with a fish? If it has something to do with a fish, that'd be great. And does Rob needs it? Rob's does need it. We'll figure that out later. So, speaking of more secret layer stuff, they like a lot of secret layer stuff coming up with these magic cons. Now they want to make the fact of special cards more special and secret lair is a way to have special cards be more special for the pro tour specifically all specifically specifically pacific (laughs) cards uh to all pro tour participants oh they're going to get a jace the mind sculptor with art done by the wizard of barge the one artist that did the uh slime Yep. Secret Lair. That's awesome. And he also did the um Oh jeez, what's the birthing name? Birthing Pod. He did the Birthing Pod, but what's the name of that um uh Heroes of the Realm. He did oh, the yeah, Heroes yeah. of the Realm. Oh, was it Cavernous Souls? What was the name of the fucking card that they did for it was a special card. It was it was a special card that he did for that that they did for Wizards in Heroes of the Realm. Just continue, I'll look it up. Okay. Anthony got this. So all participants for Pro Tour throughout 2023 will receive a Jace the Mind Sculptor non-foil. And then those that make it to the top 16 will get a foil Jace the Mind Sculptor with art done by Wizard of Varge in a secret lair style. And this... It looks really cool. I've gone on the podcast before and I said that the uh, ooze one that Wizard of Varge did was one of my favorites i got uh two of the secret layers and stuff of that because of that you got uh gutter or uh scavenging ooze, scavenging ooze necrotic ooze yep. void slime mimeoplasm yep. there's one more there's one more yeah, yeah but anyways acidic ooze acidic slime acidic, acidic slime I mean. yeah it was really good and i loved it a lot and so seeing that wizard of barge is still doing uh secret layers with wizards of the coast got me really excited and uh, seeing these chases, I fucking need some fucking chases. These things look so goddamn good. Highly recommend checking the links down below to this shit. Uh, with Magicon Philadelphia, it is also an important thing to note or to comment on that it will be around the same, dropping around the same time that Frexia All Will Be One will be launching. And Phyrexia all will be one. The only news that we have currently about that. No cards, no spoilers, all that shit. Uh, there's like, quote unquote, leaks that happen. Go find those on your own. This week at NTG will not promote leaks until they're confirmed and stuff. Yep. But uh, I do want to mention that it is one of those things that is confirmed. When it comes to 
uh, the set boosters specifically when it comes to uh, universes within, which is how they reprint universes beyond cards into magic universe cards like what they did with the stranger things yep. and uh where they made they had the stranger thing cards with uh, 11 i don't know the rest of the fucking characters hopper yep. and stuff they they've, put him into in, they've got them all, all the main characters in there they made in universe magic the gathering universe of shadows over not shadows uh crimson vow uh, or uh, Midnight, Midnight, Midnight Hunt and Crimson Vow. One, one, one of those ones, whichever yep. one it was, they made them into characters in the Magic Universe, and that is one of the things that will be coming again with uh, Phyrexia Obi-Wan for, for sure, like 90% positive of the Street Fighter cards. So uh, Blanca, Ryu, Ken, Chulane are all going to be getting a in-universe Magic prints of the card that is not going to be one of those the one that is up for debate currently and this is more from my understanding of how the dealings and the ip arrangements happen for the walking dead this article that we got from thegamer.com mentions that the walking dead could be one of those cards or one of the secret layers that get reprinted into an in-universe of universes within card into set boosters for uh, for the walking dead but if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure mark rosewater has gone on his blog talk. i think danny brought it up one time stating that uh the walking dead reprints of in magic universe cards would be hard i mean i guess being harder to do and this is me paraphrasing because i can't because i can't remember the article necessarily fully but um Having the Walking Dead cards be in in universe is something that might not necessarily be the thing, but for sure, for universes beyond universes within, Phyrexia all will be one. We'll be getting Street Fighter, most versions, most likely. Did you uh, find that information there, Anthony? Working on it. Working on it. So all right. So until Anthony figures that out, so we're gonna try something different here a little bit. We're going to start off the Conjured Currency a little different. Yeah, this is kind of surprising and exciting because, uh, as always, when it comes to something that deals with Hasbro stock, we were... We, Big we, G's we, on it. We turn to Big G with all this information because he is a shareholder. He knows the ins and outs. He is talking with all the higher-ups at Wizards. He is buddy-buddy with Mark Rosewater. Here's the thing. I want to Wait, know. what? You know Mark? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I have, I have an agreement that says I know nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, like we always do with this, a live as of November 14th at the time of recording, here is what the Hasbro stock is sitting at. 8.45 p.m. It is sitting at, well, it, it doesn't change from end of the market to until oh. the start of the market. So There you go. There you go. Um, it is sitting at $57.20 per stock. Goddamn. Yes, yeah. I bought more stocks today. That's falling into the range of. Uh, it's falling into the range of what pandemic. I originally bought them at. Did you, you said you bought? I them bought at them 47? at like forty-seven. Yeah. So like I bought some when they dipped down to fifty-five. I wish I would have bought more then, but I mean two dollars more. I just maybe didn't get one more stock than I would have today. Either way, a l- just a little. If anyone really cares how I work my like stock market stuff, is I have a lot of stuff that is low stocks that have 
great potential for long-term value. But then I have some that I do just quick overturns on. Like I had stock in Wayfair. That was like, <laughs> fuck this shit. <laughs> Get rid of it. Hasbro. I'm out. I'm out. Peace. Hasbro. <laughs> um, so I'll buy stock. And looking at my portfolio breakdown, I have the most money in my account is in Hasbro right now. Okay. Okay. Just like, you know, percentage wise. Anyway. Um, so speaking of that, the reason why I happen to have just decided to buy more stock is there was an article released today. Uh, if you guys want to go read the article we're referring to, it's on polygon.com. Uh, we'll link it below, but the title of it, Hasbro squeezing magic, the gathering players for too much money, big bank warns. And then the stock today, it's been, it's been progressively plummeting down like the, Hasbro stock is a cheap pickup right now. If we're talking on our normal conjured currencies it's not, lingo, it's not almost to a penny stock, but it's 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 it's, closing it's, it it's slowly trending down. Slowly. <laughs> um. So the article, um, this was released, you know, midday and everything. So like I, you know, they sit, released the article. Danny, Anthony, Matt, and I have our group chat for the show and just chatting and stuff. I think it was Danny mentioned it and I quickly went on to my stock stuff and I bought more because I looked at the pricing and I was like, yep, I'm buying more. There we go. Um, so a Bank of America analyst says that Hasbro is destroying the long-term value of Magic the Gathering by overprinting cards. The dire warning has accompanied by a double downgrade of Hasbro stock from buy to underperform, uh, more or less meaning... Hey, this is a pretty good stock. You should buy it to, oh, it's not doing so good right now. Maybe you don't want to buy any. So because it's fallen more than more than 5% before trading on Monday. So today, this morning before trading opened, it dropped 5%. It did, yes. Yeah. 5.2 so, is what it did. Um, but so it goes on. Hasbro's overproducing magic cards, which is, you know, prompted up recent results, said the analyst Jason Haas. Card prices are falling. Gaming stores are losing money. Collectors are liquidating and large retailers are cutting orders. Hasbro has recently toted the performance of Wizards of the Coast business unit, which includes Magic the Gathering as well as D&D tabletop role-playing game. Haas notes that Magic alone accounts for some of 15% of Hasbro's annual revenue and some of 35% of its annual earnings. Sales of the collectible card game nearly doubled over the pandemic because all of us were just buying cards and opening packs and doing webcam magic. Exactly. I think, I think we commented on it like a week or two ago yeah. when they dropped their Q3 reporting because that they they, were the it was first billion, billion with, a B. Yeah. with a B. So like it's it's a lot of going back and forth on this new stuff and as far as the stock is concerned. So Magic has grown primarily by extending out more revenue from each player rather than growing its player base. So in other words, they're focusing on, hey, you already play Anthony? Cool, we're going to get you to spend more money versus, oh, Anthony, you've got a friend named John who might slightly be interested in? We should try to get him. Nope, they're focusing more on you. Yeah. Tell me how many uh, countdown calendars did you buy there? I only bought like 70 billion of them. Yeah, two. Yeah. I got so, two. So you fucking, you fucking fall in prey to there. What did I fall prey to? I bought a backup one for someone. Uh, anyway. Bad. Anyway. 
Um, the article does also have a graphic in here that breaks down from the start of Magic in 1993 to present, so 2022, box sets, digital sets, starter sets, complementary sets, expansion sets, supplementary sets, core sets, special edition, and unset stuff. And box sets has been growing and growing and growing. And I know there was another graphic that someone had posted on the internet, and I think it started on Reddit. Casey, maybe um, look at the market tomorrow morning. Maybe buy some tomorrow morning. Casey asks in the chat, do I buy now or later? First off, I just want to say. Keep an eye on it. Is that We are not financial advisors. No. We are just schmucks with mics that like talking about this shit. Do not take our word seriously. Consult with a CPA. Your your own CPA. We are not that shit. And it just happens to be one schmuck actually has stock in the company that owns the game that we love yeah so doesn't mean it's a good choice or not just figure it out I'm, I'm purposely buying it because then if i see the return of what happened when i initially bought it it went up a hundred bucks and what i should have done is just sold some of them cashed out a little bit to save and wait to buy when it got to this point yep yeah. so then it can happen again because if you pay any attention to the stock market, and like Matt said, I am not an expert by any means. I do look at trends and emphasize, stuff. Emphasize, emphasize. Don't sue us. Yeah, don't sue us. Uh, <laughs> take, on the car take too, everything with a, with a grain of salt. A lot of stocks have trends, up and down trends, and especially the whole market right now is kind of in a downward trend. So you're going to see some stuff go back up in the next year, two years, three years. So. There Fun fact, at, at the end of last week, the S&P, the Dow Jones, and uh, God, what's the other big fucking market for that? Dow Jones, S&P. NASDAQ. NASDAQ. There we go. They all see. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. I am just a wealth of random information. Do not worry. <laughs> they, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, they all had a increase in uh, in percentages and stuff. So like the, yeah. the market was doing pretty good on Friday. And stuff, and now here we are. And Hasbro, after dropping some important information, is like, "Nah, bro, we're actually not doing well right now." Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not Hasbro that says that. Bank of America, their review of it is saying, hey, "You're kind of killing your biggest money maker right now," which is very interesting to hear. But that- I mean, think about it this way, though. Too is cool. Hasbro announced Wizards of the Coast is our first billion-dollar, you know, thing we own. It's our first billion-dollar property. How are they doing that? They're targeting the schmucks. They're targeting the collectors, the whales, everyone in between. Hey, buy more of our product. Here's more product. And the article does mention the Wizards 30th anniversary packs. It also goes into... But you can't necessarily count those yet. Because you can't no count one, them. No you, one's got their hands. You can't oh, okay. count them People yet. People got them on, but no one has officially bought any of you those You can't count yet. them yet, but it does talk about how like normal packs are around $5 each. Special collector's packs of highly sought-after cards like Black Lotus in these... Oh, howdy, Wade. He has been summoned. Oh, who's... None of us were doing ASMR. Okay, now we got to do the rest of this episode in ASMR. And then there's that thing. Anyway, uh, yes. so it goes on to talk about how local game stores are starting to lose money and as a result, they'll start ordering less on future releases of stuff, Th- that which was could th- be good or bad because it could mean, cool, maybe our sealed product might be worth more because there's less made. What's your thought? Okay, so there was uh, posts and stuff on Reddit talking about how distributors are having a hard time uh 
distributing all this magic product that wizards itself are printing and stuff to give to the distributors and it was mentioned that during the holiday season we should roughly see some pretty uh, acceptable quote-unquote acceptable sales for magic boosters ranging from uh dominator united to commander uh uh, boulders gates and car and and boxes like that because they over printed so yeah. much and the distributors are having a hard time dropping them and so you're going to see like sales this is not speculated projected this is projected sales of these kind of products coming up here in the holiday season of like a 20 percent discount for what you would get for this kind of stuff and this is on like I mean, magic finance and other uh reputable uh sources uh chris chris martin of chai style gaming over on twitter i'll always plug chris when it fucking comes because this guy is like wicked smart when it comes to some of his calls uh quick plug go go follow him on twitter chai style gaming at twitter.com and stuff so um yeah that is a, a, a thing there. And we also have Casey in the chat saying, that's okay. They just need to hold on until December 2023 when they get, uh, when they go back to Ixalan and have a reason to reprint the best card ever printed. Colossal Dreadmon. Oh my God. We know somebody that loves that card. <laughs> this will, this will cost players new and old to buy around five. Five collector booster boxes each. Magic fixed. The world economy fixed. World hunger. Still a problem. But now, hey, they have six six sixes with tramples. Sick I mean six sixes. They need to come out with the rest of the colors though. Yeah, we've got red, we've we got, got green, blue. we've got blue. Now we, we need, need the three. rest. And the planeswalker. No, we we just need to focus on the creatures first. <clears throat> I know, but, but at some point be... there's going to be a class. What if the, the what if we get a dinosaur planeswalker and it's just like there's a it's like it's got to make colossal dreadmaws. Yeah, it'll just it'll just make colossal dreadmaws. There ultimate. we go. There we go. All right, colossal dreadmaws. I, I think so, you're onto something. So anyway, uh, <laughs> continuing okay. on to the cryptocurrency. Uh, so local game stores with the recent set Brothers War. So we're even talking the most current set that's not officially released yet. Brothers War draft boxes are now available on TCG for $107. Set boosters for $112. Below break-even price of $115 and $120 per their math. So, obviously, the one being Polygon. Yep. They're being Polygon. Actually, no, this would be Bank of America. Oh, Bank of America. Because this is Haas. Okay, okay. So, basically, uh, Brothers War is causing a loss for stores. It's got some really cool shit in it, but it's causing losses for stores. This about, is very about collector boxes? Are they going to go down? That one, they didn't mention <laughs> the collector's boxes. But Haas said that a kind of overproduction could ultimately lead to a loss of dedicated fans. I don't. Some, I think most, a lot of the most dedicated fans will stick around. Yeah. But we'll run into things like, you know, uh, what happened with Fallen Empire, where it's just there's a mass amount of them made, and then we return back to status quo where things are like hey we have we have a lot but we don't have unlimited they they definitely ramped up a lot of their production when it yeah. came to kamigawa neon dynasty because that became their most uh their 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 best selling winter set of all time and they but if they're basing it off of that i think they're they're forgetting a few things a lot of people wanted to go back to kamigawa in the first place and True. then they added the you know 
the you know neonness to it. You know, it, hey man, we got that cyberpunk in there. That was good. It has neon in the fucking name. So yeah, there we go. Well, um, one of the things I remember there was a blog talk specifically asking about the fact, like, if this was primarily business run, looking back at Kamigawa, that was a bad uh, set quote-unquote business-wise and in a blog talk mark was addressing the fact like yes it was bad business-wise but we were able to push to have kamigawa neon dynasties because of like the 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 outcry and there was like a dynamic between like what players want what the business has and i don't know like where the balance is necessarily of like Oh, the, the, the numbers show that the original uh, introduction of the set, yeah. uh, Kamigawa, Kamigawa, was not that popular But here, here's wise. the, here's the thing, though. Here we are with Neon a, Dynasty a big, being the best winter set ever. I think a big push on that is, one, they did the, you know, the cyberpunk type of thing, which added a current aesthetic to things. But then, back when Kamigawa was originally released, we didn't have formats like Commander. Which that, that love cards from that that set block, which is yep. crazy because there's so many legends from there. Exactly, well, that was their so first trial have, run of the legend concept. You, you have know, going so nuts. so many cards to choose from that work so well together. And oh, I can only have one of each on the field. What? <laughs> there's not a fucking format like that. And also, <laughs> also not to forget to the standard meta at that time was just Ravenger Affinity yep. or anti Ravenger Affinity. So when that set came out, it just was cool. Sit in the corner. We're busy. Like, that's all it was. So that, that set got, like, very overlooked because of a lot of aspects and also out of time. But well, but that's okay, though. Like, you saw, like, the, the, the jump back, which was cool. So I think that's a valuable thing. So it's one thing. If you're basing, if you're basing production off of a set that was much wanted by the fan base... Going into other sets, having that mindset was maybe isn't the best business idea. You kind of got to go by I the. No, is it the? Isn't it the best business? They no, just because, show because that it's like the player outcry for having Kamigawa return has yielded the best winter sets. But what of I'm all time. what I'm getting at, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty was wanted. Yes, by the players. By the players, and the players are going to be the ones to buy it. But when we go back to things like Dominary United, yeah, people wanted to go back to Roots. We've done that recently where we did original, well, we did the original named Dominaria set. Yep, yeah, and, years back. And people loved that. And it that was, was a pretty high selling set too. But then. We, we got this falls. We've we've got, we got Brothers War, which I know a lot of people are excited for. Boom. That's the start of the hype. But the hard part is. Right now, it's already going at a deficit. Yep, and it's selling at a deficit right now. So that's that makes it hard. It's it hard, to, but it's hard to judge future sales off of a past sale that the fans wanted and had. There was so much outcry for Kamigawa to come back. But this is not a set that people necessarily wanted to come back was to Dominaria. The thing that is very interesting with this, you is just proved my point there. Is, you said that they didn't necessarily. There wasn't an outcry for Dominaria to come back. If we're going to be falling into this like camp of discussion of what players want to come back or whatnot, yeah. we're going to be talking about uh, 
Thrones of Eldraine, the uh, what? No, Wilds of Eldraine, yeah. the new set coming out well, next year. Who, who of the Magic players wanted something like that? Like, Wait, it, the Oko fans that are pissed that he got banned. Am, am yeah, I the only much. one in my head that is thinking like uh, the Wilds of Eldraine is like, oh, we fucked up with fire. Let's try and redo Thrones of Eldraine without fire. Well, no, that's the thing is, and we've talked about this too. They plan stuff out two years in advance, two plus. Yeah. So and also this, too, they don't have it based their their design of decks and things too are not designed by the concept of the most popular stuff which is based off of competitive play so much because like you see a lot of issues where and why they have like Huey Jensen and Melissa Del Toro and like all these competitive high level players coming into their research development lab and being like these are the kind of decks they're going to develop because you or Garrett or me looking at something like oh this is a really cool deck that I'm just going to play like this right and that might be something they thought of too but then we're not playing the Pro Tour, so like we're not going for the best the best all the time. And that, that kind of actually ruins the market on design for like your normal cards. Like even like I've talked with Casey before and other people at competitive events where like it really sucks that and this is a two edged sword in the sense of like Modern Horizons, like how good those sets are. Amazing sets. And I love the cards from them. But because those are high competitive level type cards, they all of a sudden now dominate your archetype builds around yeah. different types of decks you can play oh incarnations <clears throat> well that too and ren six and the monkey and or well used to be as a box opals gone so it doesn't matter but the point is like it's it, that's the kind of thing and like garrett's not wrong like you have you can't base everything on that but yeah the outcry for kamigawa was important and it was huge and it was like what 12 14 years in the making oh no 15 years i think maybe even there's so many people that were coming on that they like, I, they I wanted that and they Mark, let's let's be honest talk they blog talk a bunch about that of anything of a comeback set that you could ever have done, like they did it with that set. Versus the first time we went back to Dominaria, phenomenal. Dominaria United, very subpar. And like and because what? of that it was very subpar. Uh, okay, we're gonna have to have a conversation about uh, this after the fact. After oh, this, this episode. Thought, is this a thought gas coming? Maybe, I don't know, maybe. Debate on stuff. But no, anyway, so it's it's kind of getting into that where it's like you can't always make decisions based off of one thing that went really well because there are a lot of factors that made that one thing go really well. Where the thing that Dominaria United had was the Legends cards, but the Legends cards were only in the collector's boosters. That, yeah, that's... And also, like, they were, I will say this, though. And then Brothers, Brothers War, the gimmick we have there, is the cool blueprint cards and, and serialized serialized and the transformers cards and so, also their neon ink style thing is the if you pull a foil shatter point yep. showcase version of transformers they got neon ink with their transformers no, no, sorry it's like neon ink like okay, the rarity okay. level okay to to get a foil version of any of those transformers is the same level as pulling any of the neon ink Okay. So they're they're a less percentage versus even the schematic cards. Though to be fair, when it comes to the pull rates of something like a neon ink card with Hidetsugu specifically, because that's the only one that had the, For the that, neon yes. ink. Um the Streets of New Capenna gilded The gilded foils were goddamn beautiful. But they beautiful. Can't. They were more rare than the neon foils, like number wise, Benbel wise of Star City Games and a couple other uh, uh, my, data my, aggregators. My, co- my collection of neon Dynasty and New Capenna would disagree with that based off of how like, many neon <laughs> with, inks with, there are. With like, with like uh, the mythics and stuff. In yeah. There. 
Yeah. So uh, I think like Lord Xander was one of the key cards of, yeah. but, of that. But then also too though with the Brothers War, this is also there's only 15 Transformers, and just to get a Shatter Point in general, those are like one in every eight packs. But that doesn't mean like Collector Booster is even guaranteed one. Yes. Like I had a Collector Booster box that I opened that had none of them. Did you get another one today? I did not buy more today. <laughs> I'm gonna wait on buying more of those. I want to buy more of those not because so much of the Shatterpoint Transformer stuff. I mean, don't wrong. Those are really cool. I mean, the ones I got were really cool. And I only got like the Ultra Magnus. That was kind of the big of the three mana ones. But I I would rather pull more serialized stuff because like getting that one serialized card, I was like, and looking at the price market of that, that was, that's really crazy right now. And I wonder where that's going to go. But like the craziest thing is right now, I'm pretty sure it's Mox Amber is the highest that the- Is I think, it Amber? I, I, some reason I was thinking. I don't, uh, I don't think it'll be worm. up to date right now. Amber and Worm will probably be the top two. They're they're the top two, but I mean, like just in general, though, seeing like people putting sales on like a serialized version of Mox Amber, and it's um like seven thousand dollars almost. Like yeah. that's ridiculous. But I mean, they're cool stuff. I, I I think those are the cool things to have, and like just to pull something's really big. But whatever. Oh, yeah. So. That's kind of all we have right now. Um, the other little bit of news uh, in regard to that kind of stuff is the uh, uh, the CFO for uh, Hasbro is currently, they're looking for a new CFO, and the current CFO, they're not going to retire until a new CFO is found. Long story short, it's just one of those things where somebody's retiring, and they have to find somebody to fill the spot, but they're not going to. Nice. I told you. Wow, Alter, where is Worm on that? I mean, Worm's still pretty up there, though. No, it's not. Well, the that's all based on, like, I'm pretty sure, isn't that, like, a lot of that's in, Worm's up there in price. It's not that low. Anyway, so we're going keep digging. We're going to jump into the normal conjured currency side of things. I'm going to give the intro while Matt's looking for stuff. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'll take over the the Matt. Do you just want me to look for then the said. uprisings, and he'll take over the cheap pickups. Uh, so now <laughs> on to the rest of the conjure currency section, where we cover the finances of notable cards, not necessarily Hasbro the company, but the cards themselves and price trends. The main resource we like to use is the amazing site MTG Stocks, who comes out with a weekly winners article that goes over three to five cards of note moving up in price, and three to cards five cards moving down. The weekly winners. Article drops on Friday. We record the episode on Monday, so if there are any price differences from now to then, we'll let you know. So let's jump into it. So at the start of this week's article, it gives another 30th anniversary edition update, noting some of the cards and their prices. So we've got Wheel of Fortune and those kind of cards. Very high prices. Um, We've talked about it enough that these cards are ridiculously overpriced. So we'll just move into the regular cards. Now, the first card up is Cavalier of Flame. This one, as of Friday, was sitting at $4.53. And as of today, the market price is sitting at $5.95. And the average is $5.95. Foils are $8.27. And Euro, $3.05. This is specifically the M20 version. So a big reason why this one is going up is because of things or that it saw a lot of play in standard was fires of invention from throne of eldraine that we just talked about but it's seeing a lot of play in pioneer right now so 
There's a deck for it in Pioneer listed below in the article. Now, number two is Charisma. Ooh. Sitting at... <laughs> this is a good card of mine. Sitting at $15.24. And that was as of Friday. And today, let's check it out. Market is $11.11. Average price, $15.24. Foils for this card, $61.24. And the euro market sitting at $3.15. So let's see. Why is this card going up? So this is one of the older cards that is not on the reserve list. So there you go. So, But it also has not been reprinted. So for three blue pings, you get an aura. Whenever enchanted creature deals damage to a creature, gain control of another creature for as long as charisma remains on the battlefield. So basically, you do some things, you do some shit, and maybe I need to put this in my mono blue deck. Uh, yeah, probably should. Because, because uh, Prodigal Pyromancer is the card that is named. So you deal damage to a creature, cool you get control of another creature. Uh, so the uh, big thing with this is it's an upgrade card for one of the, the swarm decks out of the Warhammer 40K. So make sure to be looking at that kind of stuff. They don't have a list deck list at all for you, but there we go. Uh, Gryson Starn, Starn is the creature from the Tyranid deck. Oh, there this, we go. This pe- yep. pairs with because it's like the quote-unquote pinger commander. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then speaking of Warhammer 40k, uh, Biotransference is sitting at $10.35 as of Friday and today. It is $10.26 market price, average $10.50, European average €4.35. So believe it or not, part of this is because of it being a damn good card out of the 40k decks, it being a big thing in Commander, but... It's been a while since we've brought it up. The command zone effect is taking Woo! place uh, because they brought it up that this would be a good upgrade to the Urza's Iron Alliance deck. So there you go. Which is the brother, the Urza's commander deck out of Brothers War. War. Yep. yep. And then we've got a fourth card for you here. Temporal Trespass sitting at $22.93 as of Friday. What? Yeah, this yeah, one's. Dude. This I got one's four of those just one. sitting around in a box. Well, there you go. Go find them. There's, you know, about got to sell about eight hundred or about a hundred bucks for you, eighty to a hundred. Well, there you go. Because today market price twenty dollars ninety two cents, average twenty three dollars and forty five cents. Foils, if you got foils of them, forty eight dollars seventy four cents. Euro market twenty dollars forty or seventy four cents. And a big reason why this one is going up: ArcLight of Phoenix. So there we go, and it's being paired up with Pioneer. Pleasure Shredder in Pioneer. Stick tuned. We're working on uh, collabing with Jay of MTG Drip on Twitter again to do, like, Brothers War discussions with Pioneer because he is a Pioneer whiz. Oh, yes. And as if the roles have been reversed, Matt, why don't you hit us up with some cheap pickups, man? Oh, my God, this is interesting. I know, right? It's been <laughs> such a – I don't think I've ever done cheap I can't say that because I don't know. You haven't done them in a long time. So first one we have is Anguished Unmaking from Double Masters 2022. Uh, It is moving up right now. As of Friday, it was at $4.71. And this was part of the MTG Stocks Premium 
penny stocks, the thing that they kind of like always do for their cheap pickups to show, hey, if you get uh, MTG stocks premium, you can get access to this kind of information here. And they're just kind of like giving you a little bit of a taste of having their premium effect. So anguished unmaking from Double Masters 2022 moving up in price. Primetime Primeval Titan is at $5.71 slowly moving down as of today it is below that and this is the eternal masters printing of it iconic masters iconic not eternal yes iconic masters um <laughs> comet stellar pup from on infinity infinity i was gonna say unstable I'm like that's not right so infinity comet uh, Comet Stellar Pup is at $5.58 and moving down. This is the Planeswalker that has a lot of dice rolling synergies. Good old Pup Dog. Pup Dog. And that's, 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 that's it. That's it. Pickups, dude. <laughs> it's not a lot going on there. Which means uh, you, get, you get to start this next piece up. Uh, before I do that real quick, uh, I do want to mention that they did drop an interesting article talking about. Oh, they uh, did. That's right eternal and legacy like cards there uh links down below what was it called big things pricing circles there we go and they're talking about like eternal cards and pricing and stuff like that very interesting read i shared this i shared this in the yep, discord we did yeah we shared it in the discord here at this week in mtg but uh if you're interested in like older cards and stuff highly recommend checking this out it's interesting to have more articles from MTG Stocks, and this one is done by Harvey McGinnis. So go check that out. Yeah. What's up, Matt? There's a lot of cards that we just talked about. A lot of cards. Not just only from cheap pickups yeah. and market movers coming up in price. We talked a lot of cards this episode. What if I wanted to get them at a cheaper price? Or, or if I had a lot of those cards in my hand, in my possession okay. already, what okay. if I wanted to sell them? Um, at a higher price. You talked you talk to apparently Garrett's megalomillionaire friends. And oh, yeah. yeah buy yeah, them from you or get money from them to buy things. Okay. Noted. Noted. Let me write okay. that okay. down. Yep. There, okay. you go. All, there you go. Let's all write it down. That's all we got to do. Well, I mean, you could listen to This Week in MTG. They have a conjured currency section that they go right. over some price trends. Okay. All right. That down. Conjured yep. currency. Yep. Check out uh, what was the name of the podcast? Uh, this Week in MTG. This Week in I hear it's just a it's a bunch of schmuck, schmucks with microphones. Okay, okay. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm I'm in on that. If they're schmucks with microphones, yeah. they got to be like the most casual, laid back people that you've ever heard yeah, on a podcast format. They probably drink beer while they do this shit. So, Garrett, did I tell you I like beer? Hmm. I, I like, like beer too. I like beer too. But but again, <laughs> price wise, magic cards. Oh, yeah. Focus. Are you looking for something more than that? Do they got more than that? There is. There's this handy website called. TCG Sniper. Oh my gosh. Tell where, me more. Where you could, in fact, price out things that are going super high. So, you know, the whole, you know, the stock market lingo. You're like, you buy, you stock sell high, you buy low. Markets. You can do the same thing on TCG Sniper. Did you say buy high, sell low? Yeah. Okay. In your high, case, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. High, mm -hmm. Definitely sell buy high, sell low. Ma low. Make sure to sell to me low, though, and I'll sell to and you can buy me carrot. high are we buying some of those shrooms that got passed giggity anyway so no tcg sniper is a wonderful resource you can use to identify cards that are on an upward trend and you want to sell them at that high price or you want to buy them before they get too high 
you could use it that way too. We always talk about selling at the high price, but maybe it's a, hey, this card's moving up and I want to buy some more, but I don't want to buy them right now, but I want to buy them before they get to plus $50. So consult, consult with your CPA. We <laughs> at This Week in MTG are not certified for that kind of shit. We're schmucks with microphones that talk about shit we like. While we drink beer. Um, yeah. <laughs> or if you're looking to buy cards on the low or see, oh, no, maybe my card that was $50 went down to 5 Yep. Uh, <laughs> you can use this, and they will send you notifications via email, text message, on Discord, whatever you decide to have them send you notifications on. And if you say the guys that This Week in MTG sent you, they'll give you three months of their plus membership for free. For, for, for free. You know the cool thing about that, Matt? Was that cool plus thing? membership? They've changed it. It used to be you got 50 products. So sealed products, single cards. It used to be. Okay. It used, used to be. be. What okay. do you think? Do you think it went up or do you think it went down? It went up, sir. You get unlimited listings on that plus membership. And even if you just go with the standard membership that you don't pay for, you get five, which you can rotate things out. So something gets to a certain point, you sell it, you don't want it on your list anymore, or you buy it, whatever it happens to be. Take it off. Put something new on there. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's super easy, super straightforward. Uh, we've used it. And you get fun stories from it when things stories. don't go the way you hoped it would yeah, go. Like a force of negation or as of right now, me, myself personally, I don't know if you guys got anything added on, in on there, but uh, Double Master Booster Boxes. Yep. There's some people that are selling them for $280 right now. Double Masters 2022. Getting closer. Dude, oh. But there you go. Okay, so uh, that's all we got for you for this week's episode. Very news-packed. Uh, we we balanced. I feel we've balanced a lot of talking about the news that's coming up. If we miss anything, we'll definitely be talking more about that next week. But talking about that and talking about uh, finance and stuff, we've done everything here. So with that magic, folk, thank you for making it to the end of episode 163 of This Week in MTG. We want to give a big thank you to our Patreons for supporting this podcast. And also a big thank you to JDub Sports Cards and Gaming. If you got any Magic the Gathering needs that you want, go check them out online. They ship anywhere in the United States. And uh, they'll work with you to ship outside of the United States as well. Now, do you guys have anything else you want to add to this podcast? Make sure to join the Discord. Uh, we've been talking about merch. And one yep. of the big things that I'm going to get working on now, uh, obviously you're looking at the live one. We've got these wonderful Universal Can Koozies with our logo on them. Uh, some of our fans wanted more or wanted some so they could be cool like the MTG hosts that were here prior to Anthony getting here. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I know. I'll get one later. Um, it happens. So I'm going to I'm gonna be doing an order for that, and I'm trying to do uh, as much mass ordering as I can so maybe I can get some discounts. But go join there. There's a thread in our chat lounge uh, specifically for Universal Can Koozie order. Yep. Yeah, I just added it tonight. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that, but okay. Yeah, join, join the Discord, but then more importantly, we get to chat with you guys, talk magic things, share memes, play spell table on the weekends, all that fun stuff. Yeah, dude. And I'll be there now, too, because I got my stuff coming in tomorrow. tomorrow. So he says. So he it's says. It's true. And, and then fucking Anthony's just going to be like, fucking these scrubs. I'm not even going to be there. I'm just saying that I'm getting this shit just to get some sort of, sort of, sort of cred. That's what you're fucking doing. You're being like, no, fuck these scrubs. No. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Jerk. 
Well, uh, so that's everything. We will catch you next time, Magic Folk. See ya. Bye. Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much! Really, really wanted it. I don't know what I did with it. I probably went and traded it. <laughs>